0: In life coaching, there's a term that uh, many of us use called uh, the saboteur, and that is uh, the self-talk that we have in our head that diminishes our happiness, diminishes our uh, feeling of self-worth or uh, being up to a task. And today's conversation is about a form of saboteur known as feeling like an imposter. And if you're like me, you're kind of grimacing because we've all had it happen to us at one point or another. You know, that, that feeling that you don't fit in, that uh, ultimately people are gonna find out that you're not really up to the job that you're doing. Uh, and while the saboteur often tries to come across as if they're trying to save you from falling off a cliff, uh, more often than not, it stops you from fully becoming and taking the risk to uh, get whatever it is you want so deeply, so uh, yeah, let's jump in. Joyce uh, has a be in her bonnet about the term imposter syndrome, and today we pull it apart. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I it's, I thought I had to say got it. Oh, we got to start again. Oh, no, up, we're not going to
0: start. Good morning, Joyce. Oh, come on. All right.
1: Let's just jump.
0: Let's just jump. jump.
1: Jump. And so I'm going to jump with a topic that I've mentioned several times to different people, and they look at me um, with either disgust or shock. (laughs) So Joyce, you of all people wouldn't say that, but here's what it is. And I wrote down some thoughts about it. So maybe I can even be coherent. Yeah. I hate the term imposter syndrome. I don't know why I find it demeaning. And I, I um, accept that there's a feeling of discomfort, not knowing what you're doing. Wondering, how did I get to be CEO? (laughs) But it's, I don't think it's a woman or a person of color thing. Other than it's gotten talked about a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I have helped 25 CEOs step into their role. And I have seen how they are nervous, scared, blow it. No, I mean, they are at the very top so that there's more room for making a mistake. But I was thinking, it's really a learning phase where you are pretending to do something because it's called practice. I mean, when a three-year-old or kids learn to walk, they, they just keep getting up and you know falling down and getting up and they're not going oh my god i'm a I'm a pretending that I'll walk I don't I can't put my finger on it totally except that I think it's called learning
0: it yeah so in in coaching they you're trained to listen very closely to what people are saying in their body language and you try to get behind and underneath the words that they're saying
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: and and so you get their perspective so when i think about imposter syndrome um i i find it like you i find it to be a very corrosive term um and and a term that that somehow makes you wrong and that's your perspective so i i don't deserve to be here when will i be found out well you can flip that perspective and you just did it by saying, I'm in a stretch. Uh, I'm new to a role and I'm learning and uh, boy, I'm going to grow at the end of the day. So it's it, it's a choice, I guess, but not. I, I
1: don't know that it's a choice and I'll tell you, here's where it may not be. But my, what I'm wanting to say, it's universal yes. when you change a role, whether that's going from not being a parent to being a parent. Are you an imposter as you learn to be a parent? Yeah, sometimes you feel like it. I don't know how to do a poopy diaper. Um, But there's no shame or blame or fear. Fear, I went back to Edward Deming and Peter Drucker. And people out there, if you haven't read them, please read them. They are the grandfathers of organizational change and wisdom. But anyhow... They say, I wish I had my writing with me now, fear. Get rid of all fear in the organization. It's the largest impediment to everything else you're talking about. People development, innovation, high motivation, high engaged. Get rid of the fear. And if you get rid of the fear, I'm thinking of the CEOs that I created methods to help them step into their role. they weren't afraid of being fired they were afraid of doing well enough to meet their own standards that's different yeah. so um I, I really don't know why i have such a strong aversion to the term i think it it's uh, it, it's coddling a little oh sure and the women and people of color I know, I don't know. That I'm not going to make a generalization about that. Eve, I think there's uh, something to be said about how to go from feeling like an imposter to feeling like a learner. Yes. And I think that's now I feel better. Well, you know, I mean, I think I've clarified for me what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and you you've really nailed it because you just said fear and the impact it has on an organization mm. and individuals. It's, it's corrosive. And I think imposter syndrome and somehow labeling it is corrosive as well. Because it's to me, it's, imposter syndrome is a, a form of self talk. Uh, where, where you conjure up in your thinking, and it has an impact. So shifting that to learning, and maybe the, the, the takeaway for us as OD and HR practitioners is recognizing those points of transition in a way that it, it doesn't matter whether you're entry level, middle management, senior executive, there's a period of time that there's some accelerated learning you know, by the seat of your pants. Uh, and, and it's normal in
1: moments that matter.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's
1: Not like, oh, let's practice being a CEO. Or right. let's practice going in to start a new business. Or let's, pra-, you know. Um,
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, when you uh, brought up this topic, I, I thought of Uh, when I started getting in front of large uh, groups to talk to them. And uh, that was one where I'd look out at a sea of heads and I'm like, what do I have to say that's going to be interesting and really Mm -hmm. impactful? And that that was a transition for me. I I was clearly in strong (laughs) imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. self-talk. And then, you know, I don't know how it changed, but it was all of a sudden, I trusted me and I trusted the group, uh, if that makes any sense. And yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. And that's why there is fear that's embedded in an organization. Yeah. That makes you feel like an imposter and that you'll get punished uh for faking <laughs> instead <laughs> of rewarded for learning. Um And then there's all leading takes courage. Yeah. Well, that's different from being afraid of punishment for not doing perfectly. It takes courage because you have to take action to create movement in leadership. And the... Motion that you create, whether it's a new program or tough, tough, tough conversation, that I found it took a lot of courage. Mm. day by day courage to go oh. <laughs> um, so And did I feel like an imposter? If I had never done any, I didn't feel like an imposter. I felt scared that I wouldn't perform well. Yeah. And activated by that
0: to perform. I was just going to ask. And so what was the result? It actually spurred you, uh, whether it be to action or increased courage to go out there. uh, But
1: it also often took me saying, I'm not sure what I'm doing to 3,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Because an imposter moment throws you off your center. And your center is the only place, you know, where you ring true to yourself. It's the only place you can find inner courage. And so um, I have times where I really messed up at the grand level and the little level. Because I didn't get real with me first, real mm-hmm. with whatever was going on by saying things like, this is very awkward, I'm uncomfortable, I care for both you of you, and we're going to have a conversation that's going to have a tough decision in it. So I'm hoping to bring my best. Mm-hmm. Then I was no longer scared, nor did I feel like I'm faking being a third party facilitation expert.
0: So I think what you're describing is very similar to my comment about getting in front of a large group. It's, it's kind of shifting in a way. It's, it's like getting out of the fear of what might happen and the worst possible thing to getting in that moment and, and feeling uh, at, at full power. So
1: yeah, and to take, uh, I, I used to in a lot of moments, and we were not talking about presentations here alone at all, going into a tough meeting, I would, well, I think I mentioned this someplace that recently, I would go into the restroom, <laughs> into a stall, and just breathe and get quiet and get connected with me. It's the only place I could do it without going, hi, I'm hiding because I'm scared. (laughs) So it's, um, and the the other thing about the imposter syndrome is, do you expect not to be scared? Yeah. Challenged? Challenged. Do you expect that that green growing edge um, automatically says discomfort? So how to shift... This is why I hesitated to bring it up. Um, I'm starting to feel apologetic about yeah. saying I hate the um, imposter syndrome, and I and I'm pausing to do exactly what I said: get in touch with me. Getting
0: centered, yeah.
1: And I'm going to stick by my comments.
0: So I I said something before we uh, came on today. uh, When you brought up the topic, I said, I can't imagine that I've ever met someone who hasn't experienced this phenomena. So I think it's a universal uh, reaction to how you bump up to a challenge or situation uh, or a new role. So to me, what you're describing is is kind of a methodology when you're in that funk of, of feeling like you don't belong, I'm going to get found out, is somehow getting centered in a way that uh, it shifts uh, your perspective. And I think your learning uh, is is a key to that.
1: Well, I think to shift the whole thing to your learning. Yeah. Learning, and maybe you have more obstacles than most because of uh, economics, color of skin, um, parenting, whatever. So maybe the quote learning is harder for some than others, but it's learning.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and usually when you say out loud, I'm new to this. So, um, you know, it's when you fake that you scare yourself. Yeah. I know because I've done it. I was I, at a board meeting where I knew they were looking at me to see if I should be made an officer or not. And they kept shortening my presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was the only woman in the room, they kept asking me about the room temperature. <laughs> you know, I, uh, so. But wait, I want to finish I... that to say. Okay. I was very nervous during my presentation. And still I said, we have shortened this talk on diversity, which it was to now 30 minutes during lunch and i'm wondering if that indicates your level of interest i got pissed yeah and boom my fear went away and i didn't care don't make me an officer i'm cool Mm. and i had to get into that super antiquated privileged moment of a board
0: reviewing
1: okay
0: Well, i guess i'm just mad at the world hey go at it you know what's interesting what you just described uh you know in that moment of challenging that group uh you 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 kind of did to the group what you suggest that when you're feeling like you don't fit you don't belong find some space to to get grounded And I think what you did, you grounded that whole group. I don't know what the outcome was, but I guarantee you, there were some people in that room that were cheering you on. Well, laughing their heads off,
1: (laughs) because after I did it the next day, I wrote a treatise to the board members about what the points I'd wanted to make. And if I was harsh, I'm sorry, but here's what I really wanted to say. I took it to the CEO. I said, read this. I want to send it out. He looked at me and took it up and tore it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. Oh gosh, I you know, I I'm probably not going to get this out very coherently, but I think when I think about learning uh, versus being labeled or self implied imposter syndrome, is is that somehow you have a disconnect? from the way that you see yourself and the way the world sees you. So it's not like the world validates the fact that you're an imposter. I think it's, it's, it's something that you can look to your past. You can look at your education. You talked about color, gender. It's, it's a sense of not feeling. Uh, or being in sync with what the world, I mean, the world put you on that board. The world made you an officer. Uh, the world made me a leader, uh, despite my uh, pedestrian education. So I, I don't know where to go with that other than the same. No, say I didn't either. Sync up, sync up with with, you know, who you are and what you bring or what you must do in this moment, knowing it's the first time you've done it. I'm thinking that's why
1: I'm quiet. Sure. I think because when I first started work in OD in a large company, I got hazed, Mm -hmm. which was better than being avoided. (laughs) And it was both being a woman and being in a field that was new. To most people, I mean, one person said, what are you trying to do? Make us all communists. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look at the mega or the meta system. Fear needs to be cleared out to the fear of things that aren't built into the challenges of the company. Yeah. Fear of being something in the order. That has to go. Everybody a learner, remember? Everybody a teacher, everybody a learner. Proud learner, humble teacher. We, we we created that phrase. That's the that's the way to solve this. Yes. Get fear out of your system. And when you're in a situation where the fear is not out of the system, get strong within yourself. Mm. and
0: say i'm feeling awkward so if there's a takeaway or, for yeah. we hrod practitioners you've said in previous episodes that you would go into an organization and you would smell fear so mm-hmm. i i think that's a, a takeaway for uh, our practitioners our listeners to say what wh- is it Something that's crippling your department, your company, your organization, uh, and and you know, see it as something that you, along with others, need to bring uh, into awareness and shift it.
1: And we're glad to help anybody wanting to do that. Yeah, we forget to say it. we're glad to
0: do um,
1: fifteen minute to thirty minutes consultation just to share ideas uh, or to do. Um, have a further agreement or
0: disagreement on a topic.
1: <laughs> Obviously, we like to talk. Feel free to. Contact us. Uh, and,
0: and I would like to challenge any of our listeners today. If you want to come uh, on the show and talk about this talent and bring your perspective, uh, we'd love to welcome you.
1: Well, we sure would, and we forget we sure to would say that once we get going. So, okay, on to learning. On to accepting that it's a little scary to change, to learn, to grow. And that's the good part. You know you're growing.
0: I think that's the final word. Good. Oops, another final word. (laughs) (laughs) See you, everybody. You know, I had to admit that I was doing a little bit of self-management as Joyce and I were talking because I think about she and I doing this podcast for a number of years and uh, I still have those doubts every once in a while. Are we adding value? Are we creating worth? Uh, and I come out of it by saying, hey, we've learned a lot. We're pretty good at what we do. And uh, you know, in addition to us both being a part of this podcast, we're both individually uh, executive coaches. And so I'm going to give us a shameless plug. If you are in need of, or your organization would uh, benefit from having an executive coach come in and work with some of your senior people, uh, Joyce and I encourage you to reach out and you can email us at bobandjoyce.com and say, hey, I want to talk. There's no obligation on your part. You don't get charged for the time. And who knows? uh, It would be great to work with uh, our listeners, uh, particularly those that uh, are new and that we haven't met yet. So thanks for showing up and have a great day.